Hello, Service Brands International. I got a problem. It seems the more time I spend pursuing success, the less time I have to enjoy it. What am I going to do? Don't worry, you made the right call. Service Brands International, a leading multi-brand franchiser, offers a variety of proven home services franchises that are ideally positioned for today's time-starved consumers and are exceptionally efficient to operate, giving you the time to run your business and time to enjoy your success. There's Molly Maid, a residential cleaning franchise, Mr. Handyman, the franchise solution for residential and commercial fix-it problems, 1-800-DRY-CLEAN, the affordable franchise opportunity offering quality dry cleaning with the convenience of free pickup and delivery and ducts that's d-u-c-t-z meeting the need for improved indoor air quality for more information on how a service brands franchise can provide a life worth living visit servicebrands.com that's servicebrands.com Tap into a $41 billion a year industry with Garlic Gyms. Did you know Americans eat about 100 acres of pizza every single day or about 350 slices per second? Garlic Gyms has spent years looking high and low for a higher quality pizza that is delivered quick enough so that you're still hungry when it arrives. Garlic Gyms makes the most delicious gourmet pizza and at the same time provides excellent and fast service to your door. Garlic Gyms has perfected the science of prompt pizza delivery by learning and experimenting. The exciting twist to this is great pizza. Never again will you have to choose between great pizza and great service. Are you interested in owning a Garlic Gyms? We're currently accepting applications to participate in our exciting world of gourmet pizza delivery and carryout. Talk to us and find out how we sold nearly 100 franchises in six states in our first two and a half years of operation. To get started right away, go to www.garlicgyms.com. That's www.garlicgyms.com. Or call us, 425-918-1900. That's 425-918-1900. Garlic Gyms. Listen, the world is talking. World Talk Radio. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Franchise Interviews, Asking the Entrepreneur Who Owns One. I'm your host, Marty McDermott, with my co-host, Don Johnson. And if you've ever dreamed about owning your own business, then this is a show, show to listen to. Uh, Don, welcome back to our first, uh, second show of the year, 2007. How's yeah. you treating you so far? Yeah, good, good, Marty. Things are starting out well so far. The phones are ringing, getting real busy here. That's good. Uh, getting busy with a few of our services, especially financing. So uh, I imagine. Uh, but I'm mostly excited about... 
just what what we have going on this year, some of our upcoming shows, the guests, uh, Absolutely. franchise information, and the opportunities that we're going to be telling people about. There's just so much to discuss, tell our listeners about us. Thinking maybe after the show, I think we might have to make this a two-hour show. <laughs> I agree with you. There's just never enough time, is there? Yeah, no. Oh, jeez. Our last show, Don, we got to meet with Nick Bibby of the Bibby Group, and uh, I thought that was a very informative show. Uh, you know, what, what were your thoughts on last week's show? Yeah, I think we should have him on again in the future. He's so knowledgeable, so much information. He gave so much good information. Uh, you know, like I've said in the past, is we we can learn. Uh, a lot from having these guests on, but certainly the people listening. And I just hope people go to his website and really, right. I've, you know, I've gone to it a couple of times. There's so much useful, helpful information. Someone looking for a franchise investment, he's the type of guy that, uh, you know, we should have on more. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and, and there, as you said, Don, there is. There's so much information on his website. I haven't even been able to get through everything yet, you know, so it is very informative. Um, you know, for me, what I liked, you know, I, I thought Nick had a very interesting perspective on the different types of entrepreneurs. And, you know, we kind of spoke about it in the past, but, you know, all entrepreneurs are, you know, not the same. And, you know, not all entrepreneurs would make good franchisees, you know. And I think I mentioned on a couple of our shows, if you were to ask an aspiring entrepreneur how entrepreneurial they are on a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being the lowest and 10 being the highest, you know, and they said a 10... I would probably actually certainly steer that person away from franchising, you know, because I think they would have a very difficult time in following a system, you know, which would be a nightmare for a franchisor. So, yeah, I thought it was a very interesting show. You know, as you said, it was very informative, Don. Yeah, he's got a nice perspective. And, uh, you know, bottom line, people have to do their research and have to realize if uh, if franchising is right for them. Absolutely. And, And he's someone who can steer people in that direction, whether it's the right fit or not. I agree. I agree. What do we have going on today, Don? I know we have a lot of exciting stuff coming up. Yeah, definitely another nice show today. Uh, of course, we'll be going over some more interesting news and events in franchising. We always talk about statistics, so mm-hmm. we'll discuss that as well, time permitting. I guess uh, we have right, to talk about. Can't always get through <laughs> everything. Uh, segments two and three today, we have a special guest, Rob Goggins of Great. Service Brands, Marty. Great. Service brands, franchise opportunities, uh, they have four concepts. Uh, they have Molly Made, 1-800-DRY-CLEAN, Mr. Handyman, and Ducks Indoor Air Professionals. Okay, great. So Rob's busy. He's got a few different concepts here. He does. He's got a big job. <laughs> yeah, service brands. So we'll find out all about them. Okay. And, uh, that'll be interesting. Uh, on next week's show, we, uh, we're we going to meet with Garlic Jim's famous gourmet pizza, the CEO, Dwayne Northrup. Great. Uh, and Garlic Gyms has figured out how to make delicious gourmet pizza and at the same time provide excellent and fast service to your door. They've perfected the science of prompt pizza delivery. Yeah, I read about that. That should be an interesting show as well. You know, we all want that. We want good food and Certainly. to get it to our door quickly. So important. Absolutely. <laughs> then on the 25th, we're going to meet with Michael Kleimeyer and Don Marks of Popalock. And I know this franchise. Those are good guys, nice franchise. I've financed right. some people in the past. They're recognized as the leading locksmith franchise in the world with 130 franchises in 37 states, serving a total population of more than 100 million in 2,500 cities. And I know that's a very valuable service. Uh, we have that interview, uh, and I, I've spoken to Michael about that in the past, uh, just some bad experience that I've had. Yeah, I had I that in my that. house about a year ago, as a matter of fact. The thing was a nightmare. So, I remember uh, you telling me that story. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so we're going to have to do that in the show. 
it's a needed service, and we'll find all the details on that. So I look forward to that show in a few weeks as well. Yeah, it should be great. So we've got a nice lineup over the next several weeks, you know, so that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. One of the purposes of our show, Don, is to educate our listeners on franchising and also entrepreneurship. And last week we did something a little different. We discussed one of the key characteristics of a successful entrepreneur, and that is persistence. And this week I want to discuss a critical document that is very uh, important to the whole franchise process and uh, you know one of the one of the best things I think that has ever happened to franchising was the creation of this uniform franchise offering circular you and I were talking earlier on about that and it's commonly referred to as a UFOC agreement and what it is for our listeners it's a document that covers 23 areas that one would need to know to make an intelligent decision on the franchise our website franchiseinterviews.com lists all 23 elements of the UFOC agreement so you know if you go to franchise interviews and I think it's under inside tips you can um, check that out but there's a whole story or history on how the UFOC actually came about and I was speaking to Nick Bibby several uh, weeks ago about this you know if you know somebody who's been involved in franchising for a long time what happened was prior to 1979 a lot of franchisers would make outlandish claims on how much money someone can make with a particular franchise system and you know sometimes they'd say things like you know if you buy our franchise in a couple of years uh you're going to own your own island you know and what was happening was you know people were losing their shirts and franchising was starting to get a bad name you know i mean you had some great franchises like McDonald's, you know, growing rapidly, and then you had these other players coming into the game and, you know, really giving franchising a bad name. So what happened was the Federal Trade Commission, the FTC, came out with what's known as the franchise rule. And again, this evolved in 1979, which, as I mentioned, Don, I think it's the best thing that's ever happened to business. Right. Um, upon the first serious conversation, the, the rule is this, upon the first serious conversation that a franchisor has with a franchisee, they must be given a UFOC agreement. And by law, a prospective franchisee can't even buy the franchise for at least 10 days from receiving the agreement. Um, again, I've mentioned there's 23 elements in the UFOC. I'm not going to go over all of them. I think, you know, at some time in the future, Don, we'll, we'll have a whole show dedicated to the UFOC and financing and things like that. But just a couple of them. Let's see. Um, first, item one, the franchisor, its predecessor, and affiliates. Item number two talks about the business experience of the franchise. Item number three is litigation. Is there any litigation going on against the franchise? Uh, item four, was there any bankruptcy uh, filed from the franchise? You know, that would be important. Then it also lists other things like fees, franchise fees. Um, I think one of the most important elements of the UFOC is item number 20, which lists uh, current as well as former franchise outlets. And it lists the total number of franchise outlets and supplies the names, the addresses, and telephone numbers of, the way I understand it, at least 100 franchisees. It also tells you how many outlets have in the last three years been transferred to new owners, canceled, terminated, or acquired by the franchisor. So, um, you know, that's that's a, probably, I think, one of the most important elements of, of the UFOC agreement, you know, the ability to be able to call current uh, franchises and even franchises uh, from the past, you know, and right, find right, out what yeah. happened, you know. And we have some of the questions listed on the website, franchiseinterviews.com, Don, that our listeners can actually go to and check out some of those questions. But we'll talk about it, that, I think, in future shows. But I think it's an important word to, uh, you know, 
kind of understand, you know, if you are considering buying a franchise. It's really it's a, it's a great thing that's happened right. in yeah, the, the world of franchise. The bottom line is, by law, people have to get this when they're first looking at a franchise. It protects the investor and franchisee. It gets full disclosure, all information on all aspects of the franchise history and all the things you just mentioned, any, right. you know, any litigation. Uh, but, yeah, I think that's a great uh, uh, you know, last cool. comment you mentioned, that it lists all the other franchise owner so people can do their due diligence absolutely find out firsthand by contacting them all, all the information so, so someone can make a decision on a franchise so exactly a very important document uh, I think it's about an inch thick. I agree. <laughs> it is, yeah. And it's interesting, Don, you know, because, I, you know, I've seen a lot of different UFOCs over the, you know, the last, you know, seven, eight years. I mean, some of them, as you said, are, you know, very thick, you know. And, uh, again, it's supposed they're supposed to be written in layman's terms so you can understand them. But, uh, right. you know, and, again, I've seen some, you know, fairly thin ones. So, you know, I guess they come in all shapes and sizes, you know. But it's, uh, you know, what I recommend to our listeners is to study the heck out of that UFOC. Just tear it apart. Just, you know, Go through it. You have the names there. You know, I mean, try to call as as many of those uh, franchisees as possible. You know, and get it. It's all about due diligence, which we spoke about in the past, and just research and getting information, and you know, making sure that you know there's a match. You know, so it's 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 yeah, very important document. I'm glad we mentioned it. We have it on the site, and we'll be talking about it on future shows. So when we ever mention UFOC, that's Our listeners will understand that, absolutely. I know you had some interesting news clips this week as well, Don. There's a lot going on in the world of franchising. Yeah, I uh, have a follow-up, too. uh, On a past show, we talked about a program uh, about discounts for veterans in franchising. I found an interesting article in the New York Times, January 4th, written by Glenn Rifkin, helping make the shift from combat to commerce. Veterans get a discount on franchising. Let me just read this a little bit. It's yeah, interesting, Marty. Uh, coming home from their respective tours of du- uh, duty in Iraq, John Reed and Alina uh, Gutierrez had never met, but they had a lot in common. Both were sergeants in the 42nd in- Infantry Division of the Army and were deployed in Iraq from autumn 04 to 05. Both right. had a strong interest in running their own business when they got home. Ms. Gutierrez is an owner of a glass doctor franchise. Wow. Next month, Mr. Reed will open his own glass doctor in a neighboring New Jersey county. They are the beneficiaries of an uh, innovative private sector business plan aimed at encouraging and supporting military veterans. Uh, so uh, I know you talked about Vet Fran a little bit, a program sponsored by the International Franchise Association. Right. It's a fantastic program. Right. Offers Absolutely. veterans a discount on financing prospective franchise as a way of thanking them for serving the country. Nearly 200 participating franchise companies provide qualified veterans the best deal in acquiring a new franchise, a deal not available to other franchise investors. According to Dean and Dwyer Owens, president of the Dwyer Group, a franchise organization in Waco, Texas, uh, franchises have become an increasingly appealing route for many would-be entrepreneurs. And according to a uh, 2004 study by Price Waterhouse Coopers, Marty, Franchise businesses employ more than 18 million Americans, generate more than 1.5 trillion, or nearly 10 percent of private sector economic output. Uh, and the study noted that there were more than 760,000 franchise businesses in the United States. Franchising continues to be a fast-growing business opportunity. Uh, mm. it says VetFran is open to all veterans, not just those returning from Afghanistan and Iraq. Since the program began, more than 600 veterans have received discounts in starting franchise businesses. Among the participating franchises, some of the companies, Dunkin' Donuts, Midas, UPS Store, Gold's Gym, Amco Transmissions. Ms. Gutierrez, uh, she received a 10% discount on her Glass Doctor franchise fee, which saved her several thousand dollars in much-needed capital for her outlet. 
Uh, she says, I was very excited when I heard about the program. When you come home from your deployment, you were not sure if everyone appreciated what you had done. I thought sure. it was very cool. Uh, she, she's, she's a little younger, so she uses the word cool. Right. <laughs> and they recognized that we risked our, our lives in Iraq, and they appreciated our sacrifice. Right. Uh, the less capital you have to lay out, the better. Sure. Uh, you need as much startup money as you can get. I know that from being in the financing business. Sure, absolutely. Uh, and he was impressed. Uh, that glass doctor, one of eight franchise businesses owned and operated by the Dwyer Group, was willing to be flexible with the deal, offering him the additional four months before he has to start repayments. That's great. And uh, I guess um, uh, I guess franchisors like the background that military people have. Uh, their, their military training, returning veterans are highly regarded as prospective franchise operators. Uh, as with the military, successful franchises operate within a specific system and a set of guidelines created by the franchise. So they feel. Uh, I would agree with that, Don. I think that's that's a, that's a great point. You know, as I mean, somebody in the military probably you would suspect can follow a system a little better than the average Joe or the average entrepreneur. So you can say, you know, so it, it seems to me like you know there there could be a great match there. I, I think it's a great idea. There, there's even a quote here: "Veterans have the highest rate of successful self-employment of any group of Americans." Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. I would agree with that. That's, that's fantastic. Great organization. And I believe if you go to um, franchise.org, Don, you can actually get information on VetFran. And, uh, again, really fantastic organization. So. Yeah, so I just wanted to go over that because we discussed it in the past, and it's very Certainly. important. I have something else here to talk about. This is in Franchise Times magazine, uh, to, to what, what I consider the leading franchise industry magazine, an article by Beth Matson teague uh, it's called All Aboard Franchises Set Up Shop on Cruise Ships. That's interesting. This, right? Yeah. thought this was very interesting. It says here, franchise groups are testing the waters on cruise ship locations. Passengers that step onto some cruise ships are discovering familiar faces, such as Ben & Jerry's, Johnny Rockets, Seattle's right. Best Coffee. Right. All three bands, uh, brands have exclusive partnership agreements with Miami-based Royal Caribbean International, which currently operates a fleet of 20 cruise ships. Uh, ben and Jerry's maintains locations aboard 10 cruise ships and plans to add two more cruise ship locations in 07. Ben and Jerry's stores range from small walk-up counters serving ice cream cups and cones to larger full-service stores. Yeah. They, they say they, they've been real happy with the relationship. Um, uh, uh, this person who's the support manager at Ben and Jerry's out of Burlington, Vermont. One of the perks of cruise ship stores is added brand exposure. It's a great target market. People who are traveling and have that discretionary income. Right, absolutely. Uh, well, yeah, when you're on vacation, you know, and, uh, you know, it's interesting you said a key word too, Don, is it sounds like they're, they're in the testing phase, you know, so, um, you know, they're going to see how it works, you know. I, I, I think certain franchises are certainly going to be a match for a, a cruise ship, you know. I'm not sure if McDonald's would be a, a, a good one, you know, but uh, as you mentioned, Ben & Jerry's would make sense. Uh, you know, I could see some of the coffee franchises, you know, being on there. Right. Uh, you know, I, I know Connie and I, we've taken cruises before, and, you know, I, I would have killed for, you know, a good cup of uh, Dunkin' Donuts or, you know, right. Starbucks or something, you know. Yeah, it seems, seems like a natural match, I guess. Real Absolutely. Soil. Uh, Caribbean's been doing this for uh, about seven years. Uh, I guess they're working with about ten concepts, also New Balance and Fisher Price or a couple others. And says here, traditionally the cruise line industry has offered passengers an all-exclusive meal package via its own in-house stock of restaurants, dining rooms, and cafes. However, cruise lines such as them are partnering with national brands to bring additional food and beverage options. Uh, and I mentioned Seattle's Best Coffee. Um, and uh, what else here? However, in most cases... 
Royal uh, Caribbean is focused on taking those franchise relationships to another level. By working with its partners on cross-promotion, last summer, for example, uh, Royal Caribbean and Seattle's Best Coffee launched a joint promotion called Smooth Sailing Summer. The grand prize at a sweepstakes featured a free Royal Caribbean cruise for two. That's interesting. So, um that's yeah, good. That's a great yeah. article. Yeah, franchise. But, but they do say that there are some hurdles, though. I guess, uh, despite the advantages, I guess they say cruise ship locations do present some logistical challenges. It can be difficult to get product on board because the ships are always moving around. Of course. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Product needs to be loaded at port cities, and in some cases, ships are moved to different ports. And I guess uh, because on the ship, space is limited sometimes, sometimes they have to go with a little smaller Absolutely. type of shop. So, interesting. Uh, but overall, very interesting. And also I want to mention, we'll start doing this, um, uh, on January 19th to the 21st, Marty, a couple of days down at the Miami Beach Convention Center uh, is the International Franchise Expo Show. This is one of the top shows in the country. It is, right, oh, absolutely. And, yeah, it's, you know, and I don't think, to my knowledge anyway, you know, I could be wrong, Don, I don't think they've ever had one in Miami before. You know, I know, uh, you know, I, I did one down in Orlando many, many years ago, but uh, not in Miami, so it's, it's, that should be uh, an interesting place. You know, right, right, I know yeah, they Miami's the East, booming. Right, East Coast and West Coast show. My company, Diamond Financial, will, will be exhibiting. There's also a show in late March that we'll start speaking about at the Washington Convention Center. But this one's yeah. coming up just next week. It's January 19th to the 21st, Miami Beach Convention Center. There's going to be a bunch of franchises. Uh, I mean, like I said, it's one of the top shows. And, it is, yeah, and it, it's a lot of fun, too, Don. You know, I always say, you know, when you go to the franchise shows, you know, kind of bring your appetite, you know, because uh, you remember last year, I mean, it was, uh, was it the Soup Man was there, the original right. Soup Man, I, right. and uh, pizza and ice cream, and it was just, uh, I mean, you don't even have to buy any food, you know, you just go in there and just bring your <laughs> appetite and just, well, uh, yeah. you know, I think I left last year with a stomachache, you know, so it's, uh, they're, they're a lot of fun. I really recommend going to the shows. You know, they're, uh, yeah, this this really franchise great. has set up a whole store sometimes, or one Absolutely. franchise, L.A. Boxing, a couple of years ago, they set up a whole boxing rink. Uh, they really that. go all out and set up some interesting stuff to get the name out. And uh, there's also, uh, uh, you know, some educational things going on there at the show. And uh, but there's just a whole bunch of variety of franchises. Uh, sure. I'm not sure the total amount, but it's upwards of, you know, it's at least over a hundred, uh, maybe a couple hundred franchises there. So absolutely. Yeah. All right, good. That's good. So, Good topics, good news articles, Don. I, I think yeah. what we'll do here is take a little break, and uh, we're going to be right back with more franchise interviews on World Talk Radio, where the world comes to talk. Segment two, we're going to meet with Rob Goggins, who is the Vice President of Franchise Development for Service Brands International. And Service Brands International includes a family of franchises from 1-800-JAI-CLEAN, Molly Maid, Mr. Handyman, and Ducks. Coming up on segment two of Franchise Interviews on World Talk Radio. Silent prayer for the faith departed. Hello, Service Brands International. I got a problem. It seems the more time I spend pursuing success, 
the less time I have to enjoy it. What am I going to do? Don't worry, you made the right call. Service Brands International, a leading multi-brand franchiser, offers a variety of proven home services franchises that are ideally positioned for today's time-starved consumers and are exceptionally efficient to operate, giving you the time to run your business and time to enjoy your success. There's Molly Made, a residential cleaning franchise. Mr. Handyman, the franchise solution for residential and commercial fix-it problems. 1-800-DRY-CLEAN, the affordable franchise opportunity offering quality dry cleaning with the convenience of free pickup and delivery. And ducts. That's D-U-C-T-Z, meeting the need for improved indoor air quality. For more information on how a Service Brands franchise can provide a life worth living, visit servicebrands.com. That's servicebrands.com. Listen, the world is talking. World Talk Radio. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Franchise Interviews, Asking the Entrepreneur Who Owns One. I'm your host, Marty McDermott, with my co-host, Don Johnson. And if you've ever dreamed about owning your own business, then this is a show to listen to. And our next guest is Rob Goggins, who is the Vice President of Franchise Development of Service Brands International. And Service Brands International includes a family of franchises, which include 1-800-JIE-CLEAN, Molly Maid, Mr. Handyman, and Ducks. Hi, Rob. Happy New Year. Welcome to the show. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you guys? Good, Rob. Rob, joining us is uh, Don Johnson, who's also my co-host and also the president of Diamond Financial Services in New Jersey. I know you wanted to say hi, Don. Hi, Don. How are you? Good, good. Happy New Year. We, we've spoken in the past, Rob. How, how are things going? All right? They, they seem to be going pretty well. Yeah, thanks. Good. And just to break the ice a little bit here, my wife and I, we've used Molly Made Service before. It's a great service. We got Everything went well. Just wanted to pass that on to you. Well, I appreciate that. You get pretty spoiled when you get a Molly Made Service, don't you? Yeah, yeah, well, my wife wants to now do it consistently, and I, I think we probably will. <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, that's the challenge with, with Molly Made Service. Once you use it, it's pretty tough to get rid of it, and that's one of the things our, our franchisees love about it. Oh, that's right. something. That's something. Rob, I wanted to thank you for coming on the show today and start off by congratulating you on the success of Service Brands International. Um, all four franchise systems were in this year's Entrepreneur's Top 500. And I remember several years ago, your CEO, David McKinnon, was voted IFA Entrepreneur of the Year. Um, in July of 2006, Mr. Handyman contributed to the ESPY Awards for a second year in a row. And for people listening that don't follow sports, the ESPY Awards are similar in format to the Academy Awards. They recognize outstanding and memorable performances in the world of sports during the previous year. Um, August 2006, Ducks became the largest duck cleaner in the country. So needless to say, Rob, you guys are doing a, a fantastic job. Um, can you tell the listening audience where you're calling from today? You know, I'm, I'm, I will in a second. I'll tell you, I appreciate the accolades, and I'm the person on the interview today, but the service brand story is, is truly a team effort. Uh, both the internal employees here at Service Brands Home Office, but the hundreds of franchisees we, we have across the country and the world. And we're all doing a great job, so I appreciate oh, absolutely. that. Absolutely. Uh, I am calling from, I guess what I could con- uh, consider here, unseasonably warm Ann Arbor, Michigan. Really? Uh, it's going to hit the mid-40s again today. I think I've had my winter jacket on maybe twice in the last three months. So That's incredible. Yeah, that's yeah. incredible here in the east, too, just not 
although it's cold today and last night, yeah, it's been very mild. Yeah, it has. I mean, yeah. it was even last week in Robin, Pennsylvania, it was 70 degrees, if you can imagine that. So it's, That's it's wonderful. Also pretty scary, yeah. It's also the main campus of uh, University of Michigan, isn't it, Rob? Uh, in, in it is. Earth? Yeah, and if, if we don't have to talk about football, I'd be happy to tell you all about Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually oh, from Wisconsin, so when Michigan loses a big game like that, then I claim I'm from Wisconsin. And right, right. Oh, that's something. Rob, what were you doing before joining Service Brands International? Well, I was in industrial packaging sales, uh, which means I sold tape and bags and equipment and things like that, which really gets people excited when you tell them you were in industrial packaging sales. Right. Uh, I remember the first guy that hired me said, you know, upon hiring me, he said, you know, Rob, it's not very exciting, but it's very lucrative. And I realized he was right. It wasn't very exciting. And for me, it wasn't very lucrative. So eventually I started up my own little business, uh, eventually sold my interest in that to a partner, and then found myself at Service Brands. Oh, that's great. Uh, and what intrigued you most about Service Brands, the company, uh, Rob? You know, I, I knew everything about packaging, and that's probably where I was going to stay for the next 30 years. But I, I applied to this uh, little ad in the paper, and it was Service Brands. I didn't know much about franchising, not, not much at all. But when I came here, I just loved the enthusiasm of the people, the professionalism, the quality of the organization. Right. I mean, it's kind of a typical upper Midwest company. We all work hard. We all get along. Uh, we all want to achieve goals. And after the second interview, I had three, which ended with me meeting uh, David McKinnon. Right. But after the second interview, I went home, and I, I distinctly recall telling my wife, you know, I think they're drinking Kool-Aid over there because they're all just way too happy. There's something funny going on. And even our, our potential franchise candidates that come to visit us say the same thing. I, I can't believe you guys are this nice. But it turned out to be true. I love working here. Uh, so that's what intrigued me about service brands at the time. That's something. Can it tell us a little bit about uh, the history of the company, Rob? Well, you gentlemen already mentioned uh, David McKinnon, who is just a, a wonderful gentleman. And he started Molly Made here in America uh, back in 1984. It actually originated in Canada back in, I think, 79. But he brought it to America, franchised it here domestically, was very successful uh, for the first four or five years. I think he had 130 or 140 franchisees across the country. And a big Fortune 500 company came calling, and so David sold the company. I think he was 30 or 31 years old. Right. Uh, did pretty well, sold it. They ran it into the ground. They didn't know much about franchising. Uh, the whole thing started falling apart. Franchisees were leaving. Right. So David was flat broke at the time, as he tells the story. Got a couple partners together, and which really, I think, shows the, the dedication and commitment he has to this organization and to the people that he developed the original relationships with, the franchisees. Right. They bought it back. And, and he bought it back and took over all these challenges solved all those challenges, started building the organization again, uh, got it going on a real nice growth trajectory. And then back in the mid to late 90s, they said, you know, now we've got this Molly Maid thing really clicking along. Why not focus on other home services? Right. I mean, people were asking our franchisees, you know, do you know anyone that could fix this stuff in my house? Or could you guys take my dry cleaning uh, in for me? Because I don't have any time. Right, right. And our franchisees didn't want to do it at the time. So that's when they started up Mr. Handyman and 800 Dry Clean, and then later we started uh, Ducks. That's great. It's a great story, Rob. Yeah, which yeah I mean, explain. today we've got you know close to 800 franchise locations across the country. That's incredible. All, all such needed services. I know even Ducks uh, 
uh, I open up my local phone book and, you know, I mean, you don't really know who to utilize. It's not really a you know, sure. leader in the industry. Uh, so, yep. you know, I have yeah, to see yours come you, along. You know, if you look at the fact that the average American across the country, and of course the coasts tend to get hit a little bit harder, mm-hmm. but the average American spends more than 100 hours a year driving to and from work. Wow. And, and people want to spend more quality time with their family. They want to have some kind of hobby. They want to have some kind of life outside of work. Sure. And in America, we're so unique, we're so driven, that you never see that total number of hours worked per week going down. It just continues to That's go true. up. Absolutely. Uh, and then we saw a big tidal wave when, when 9-11 hit. That really seemed to make an impact on people as well. That It wasn't all about work. It wasn't all about making money. It was about living a good life and spending time with people you care about. And that's been a big shot in the arm for our industries as well. Right, absolutely. How would you describe the Service Brands International franchise system, Rob? I mean, again, you're dealing with four different brands, but, um, uh, again, it seems like you're in the business of, uh, as you say, selling uh, free time to people, you know? Yeah, it really is. I mean, since we do have four brands, and, you know, I don't want to keep you guys on the phone for a couple hours uh, with all the details of our brands, we, we can certainly uh, briefly discuss them, but what we're really after is trying to expand our influence in that home service category. Right. Uh, whether it be, you know, handyman repair or dry cleaning pickup and delivery or possibly in the future senior care or something like that. Right. But that's what we're after. And so we do that by building meaningful, significant brands that consumers will quickly recognize. We want to give our franchisees the tools uh, to, to have sort of clear, distinct advantages in the marketplace, whether it be software tools or marketing tools or employee management tools. We want to make sure our franchisees are successful. That's our prime goal. And then internally here at the home office, we want to make sure that we're hiring the right people and rewarding those people who can perform with passion and, and help us reach our goals. That's interesting. How big is the industry, Rob? I mean, again, I guess we're classifying this as, uh, would you say, like the home service industry? Yeah, I mean, uh, Molly Made itself is in the uh, residential cleaning industry. That's $4 billion uh, with okay. a B. Handyman is in the minor home repair industry. They do some commercial repair as well. That's about a $45 billion industry. Wow. Uh, dry clean is in the dry cleaning industry, of course. It's a $10 billion industry. And Ducks falls into the indoor air quality category, which is a 5 to $6 billion industry. That's great. It's big numbers there. Yeah, yeah, it sure is. And and I think uh, and we'll uh, in additional questions. We'll get this point across. But I think for all potential franchise owners, what's interesting is they're not actually going to uh, you know be doing the work. They're going to you know be managing people, and uh, um, it's an important aspect here. Of course, during training, they'll learn all the ins and outs. But uh, mm-hmm. this is you know a business where people are going to be managing other people. I guess that's about the most important thing is finding quality people to run their business, help out handling the service, Rob. Yeah, and, you know, guys, it really depends. I mean, uh, Molly Maid and Handyman are very management intensive. Uh, That is a true executive model where we don't want people cleaning houses or putting up ceiling fans. They're going to hire people to do that, and they might have anywhere from, you know, five to ten employees for a handyman business, anywhere from 15 to 30 employees for a Molly Maid business. But for ducks and dry clean, that one, those two models rather, are a little bit more owner-operator for at least the first six to twelve months. We need people to to get in that vehicle, go out there and do the work. 
uh, kind of walk the walk for a while before they go out there and hire other people. But those businesses certainly can be leveraged and grown once the people know what they're doing. Interesting. What what has been the most interesting thing that's happened to you, Rob, since joining Service Brands? You know, I wish I could come up with something really funny and witty at at this point. Um, I I guess the thing that really sticks out in my mind, because it it kind of encapsulates what we do here in, in the franchise world, is now I grew up selling Molly Maid for about three years. That's what I did here before I came into this position. Right. And so my, my frame of reference is, is around Molly Maid. And I worked with a lady who was uh, in a market in Michigan. And as most people know, Michigan is not the most economically progressive state right now. And she was in a, a pretty economically challenged area in Michigan. And she was a single mom. She worked a ton of hours. And if there was one candidate I ever worked with that I, I probably lost a little bit of sleep over because I, I just, you know, I wanted to make sure she was successful, it was this person. Right. And she decided to pull the trigger. She did it. Uh, we gave her the same love and attention that we give to all of our franchisees and all of our brands. And she did it. Uh, she is employing something like 20 or 22 people right now. She's got an office manager in place. She spends time with her daughter. She's achieving her financial goals. She bought out her neighbor, so she controls the whole market now. Wow, that's great. Um, so it's things like that that um, that make you feel good about this uh, this kind of industry. Absolutely. And I think you just define really what what might be the you know the whole philosophy of your company uh, that individual attention, that caring, that can just spread throughout the whole company to everybody. I think right. you just brought up a good story of uh, why service brands are successful and growing so much. Uh, you know, something like that. Yeah, and you know, it really starts with David McKinnon. I mean, in any good organization, it starts with a leader, and I still recall uh, having that first interview with him, and he kind of asked me what I thought this whole thing was about, and again, I didn't know much about franchising, right. and, and he said it's all about relationships. You know, the people you bring in on day one, you're going to see at the national conventions, you might go on vacations right. with them, uh, you'll see them 10 years from now and they renew the franchise agreement, and so you've always got to do the right thing and, and treat people well. That's something. Rob, this next question, I'm always interested in just hearing people's different perspective. What, what types of characteristics you feel make a successful service brand's franchisee? Well, of course, there's always the basics. You know, I mean, are people motivated? Can they follow a system? Uh, do they have the necessary financial resources to do it? Right. But then again, specifically for Molly Maid and Handy Man, it's, it's really going to come down to management. You know, can they lead people? Uh, can they... Can they endure some of that, that day-to-day pain that comes with employee management while still keeping their eye focused on the overall goal of the organization, uh, their financial goals, their lifestyle goals, whatever that might be? Uh, but for those two concepts, it's really about employee management. For ducks and dry clean, uh, again, it's going to be a little bit more owner-operator, so we want someone who is uh, physically energetic. Uh, they may have to manage people down the road, but in the beginning they've got to be good communicators. Uh, to communicate well with their customers. Uh, they've got to be able to, to you know, kind of have the gumption to get up and do it every day. Sure. For ducks, there's a little bit more of a networking component because they have to go out there and talk with our partner customers, uh, companies like HVAC companies, allergy doctors, uh, insurance adjusters, who will then funnel work to our ducks owners. Uh, whereas with dry clean, it's a little bit more of a simple operation. They're going to be uh, following our marketing program, uh, picking up and dropping off the um, the clothes from the customers' homes and things like that. 
With, with ducks being a more niche-specific type of business, are you re- out there recruiting someone who has experience in that industry or, or, or no? Uh, darn good question. We're doing it both ways. We are putting a full-court press on the industry, if you will, uh, folks that are already duck cleaners, trying to get them to convert because we've got huge national contracts coming in, and so there's big advantage there. Uh, we're also pursuing people that are just in sort of ancillary businesses, uh, pest control guys, asbestos abatement companies, uh, right. water and flood damage companies, right. in addition to the, the people who don't have any industry experience. In fact, the gentleman who was president of Ducks didn't know anything about the industry and built a very successful local business, uh, learned it in about 12 months, and then brought it to us and we franchised it. I think that's such an important part of, uh, of one of your concepts. Uh, there's so many people with allergy problems. I know Absolutely. i got young twins. One has uh, some allergy problems. We're, we're, we're always paranoid. We always want to keep those ducks clean. Uh, I don't think enough people do that nationwide. Uh, um, so, uh, you know, I'm sure that business is just going to continue to grow for you, that part of your uh, concept. Yeah, I, I think it's got just huge potential. I mean, if you look at everybody knows Sharper Image, uh, sure. the catalog and the retail stores, and their, their best-selling product is that ionic breeze machine? Is it really? Well, that's something. And, and they retail for like three hundred and fifty to four hundred bucks. Wow! And they recommend that you have one in every single room. Right. And so, yeah, the the uh, the number of people with allergies. Both of my kids have allergies. I don't know what's causing this stuff, but regardless, right. people are very right. sensitive to the air around them, and so I think there's huge potential there. I would yeah. agree with that. Yeah, that's something. Rob, are you able to stick around for uh, another segment? I'd love to. Okay, that's great. Uh, so we're going to take a quick break here, and we're going to be right back with more franchise interviews on World Talk Radio, where the world comes to talk. Rising up, back on the street. Did the time to... Coming up in segment two, we're going to continue our interview with Rob Doggins, who is the Vice President of Franchise Development for Service Brands International, and we're going to talk about things like training, uh, what's a typical day like as a Service Brands International franchisee, and characteristics of successful entrepreneurs, and also the future for Service Brands International. With Rob Goggins on franchise interviews on World Talk Radio, where the world comes to talk. To keep them alive. It's the eye of a tiger. Tap into a $41 billion a year industry with Garlic Gyms. Did you know Americans eat about 100 acres of pizza every single day or about 350 slices per second? Garlic Gyms has spent years looking high and low for a higher quality pizza that is delivered quick enough so that you're still hungry when it arrives. Garlic Gyms makes the most delicious gourmet pizza and at the same time provides excellent and fast service to your door. Garlic Gyms has perfected the science
benefits of prompt pizza delivery by learning and experimenting. The exciting twist to this is great pizza. Never again will you have to choose between great pizza and great service. Are you interested in owning a Garlic Gems? We're currently accepting applications to participate in our exciting world of gourmet pizza delivery and carryout. Talk to us and find out how we sold nearly 100 franchises in six states in our first two and a half years of operation. To get started right away, go to www.garlicgyms.com. That's www.garlicgyms.com. Or call us, 425-918-1900. That's 425-918-1900. Garlic Gyms. You're listening to World Talk Radio, where the world comes to talk. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Franchise Interviews, Asking the Entrepreneur Who Owns One. I'm your host, Marty McDermott, with my co-host, Don Johnson. And if you've ever dreamed about owning your own business, then this is a show to listen to. And, Rob, I think where we left off, I wanted to ask you a little bit about uh, training for new franchisees. What's, what's that like? Well, for most of our brands, we bring them in here to Ann Arbor, Michigan, for one full week of training. Right. Of course, we cover just about everything, uh, financials, software, employee management, policies, legal things, etc. Mm-hmm. Then they go in the field for one week. And depending on which brand, it's either going to be uh, a person going to work with one of our very established, successful franchisees. Right. So, for instance, they might go out and talk to customers with that franchisee. They'll interact with employees. They might even interview some employees and, and uh, things like that. And then uh, typically within a week or two after that, we'll send out a home office person to work with them in person and make sure the office is set up properly, make sure they're following everything, uh, they're doing everything right. Uh, Right. So there's quite a bit of hand-holding up front from all the service brands organizations. That's good, and that's important. Mm-hmm. Yep, you got to get them off on the on the right foot there. Absolutely. What's what's a typical day like, Rob, as a service brand international franchisee? Again, I guess it depends on you know what brand we're talking about, but yeah, it does. And and I'm always careful not to uh, you know not to oversimplify. Right. Uh, for for the interest of this interview, I have to simplify. But I want, want to make it clear to people that are listening: uh, any business they start is going to be hard work, at least the first six to twelve months, and that's no different for any of our brands. But for Molly Made and Handyman, typically the owner would come in in the morning, uh, start to prepare and organize their uh, their day, and our software helps with a great deal of that. The employees start to come in. They're going to give employees direction for the day. And so either the owner would be doing this, or as they get more established, they might have an office manager who will do this for them, uh, thus allowing our franchise owner to you know, sleep in if they want or take the kids to school, whatever they like to do. Right. Uh, they might be doing estimates with customers throughout the day, ordering supplies, interacting with vendors. Uh, they usually sprinkle in a few quality checks, make sure the customers are happy. And then typically at the end of the day, they're going to wrap up with the employees, find out how the day went, collect the money, and, and so on. Great. Uh, for dry clean, they're going to be marketing that business uh, with our proprietary marketing system which is pretty simple. They're going to be picking up and, and dropping off uh, dry cleaning to customers and interacting with their dry cleaning facility, which is usually a facility or a dry cleaning plant that they contract with. They don't necessarily own that plant, okay. which is one of the reasons we can keep dry clean pretty low-cost investment. Right. Uh, for Ducks, again, which is an owner-operator business, in the beginning they're going to do some of the work. 
So they're, they're going to get up and clean some ducks. Not everybody has to do it that way, but it's the way we recommend it. Okay. Uh, and they're also going to be going out and networking and trying to build that sales side of the business. As that one grows, they can eventually hire someone to just do the work for them. Then the owner-operator would be out just uh, kind of selling the business in the local market. Great. I think you brought up a good point, Rob, about when too, too many people out there think invest in a franchise, hey, I'm going to start making money right away. You know, like any business, franchise, right. non-franchise, it, bottom line is it's hard work. you got to work hard and uh, you know, follow the franchise system. It's going to take a little bit of time before you can start making money. Uh, yeah. But, uh, there's no quick, uh, you know, get, get rich quick. Uh, it's going to require work, and if you follow the system and do the hard work, uh, you know, it'll come eventually. Yeah, I, I just I don't think you can stress that point enough either in, in what you guys do or what we do here when we talk with candidates. Uh, you know, if someone's making fifty, hundred, hundred and fifty thousand dollars, whatever it is they're making, they can't expect to replace that immediately. And and if if they prepare themselves and more importantly their family for that, if they get that family support, then they can do it. But they can't come talking to us expecting to replace it in two weeks or two months. It's it's going to take some effort. Uh, my financing services, that's, yeah, when we're pre-qualifying people, uh, us and our lenders like to see that they have some money to fall back on besides, you know, having the down payment on a loan, you know, uh, uh, you know, we like to see that they have that, uh, that buffer space, they have some cash reserve money to live on as they're starting up the business. Besides the working capital we're going to include in the loan to help them out with expenses, uh, for the business. So, yeah, we like to see that people sometimes can even not yet, even have to take a first year salary, although most franchises will be, uh, and will, will be profitable the first year they'll make money, but, yeah, that's a good point. They're, they're just going to need some time. Yeah, and I think if, if you're doing that on the funding side and the franchisor is doing things right on their side, then everything clicks and it's properly communicated to the candidate. Uh, you just got to make sure that all that stuff truly is clicking for everybody. Right. And like with any new business, I guess, of course, sales is so important, and I know that's part of your training, part of the marketing and so forth. Sometimes you look for people to have a little bit of sales experience, and you know, when people are going through the approval process, uh, uh, you know, like people to have a little bit of that experience, and that really doesn't matter at all. For most of our businesses, not really. Uh, I mean, you'd be surprised. Uh, we, put a, um, we put a person out on the West Coast for Molly Maid who used to be a psychologist. Wow. Uh, so you don't necessarily need sales skills uh, for our businesses. You just need kind of human relation skills. Right, right. And, and who better besides a psychologist to understand human relations? I mean, there's probably not a problem she hasn't seen out there. Uh, but, no, for most of our businesses, you don't need that. The only one that needs just a touch of it is going to be the ducks owner who's who's got to get up the nerve to go knock on some doors and open up some accounts. Right. But it's it's a fairly simple process. It's not what I would call real cold call type sales. Right. Uh, you being a franchising expert, of course, uh, Rob, what advice would you give to aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Well, I, I had a number of things here. I, ho- I hope I can whittle this list down. First and foremost is make sure that they do their homework. Uh, oh, geez, we got guys climbing on their ducks right now, it sounds like. Um, here at the building. So make sure they do their homework. Uh, I highly recommend a book called Street Smart Franchising. Yeah, I've seen that book. I've actually read that one. Uh, yeah, yeah by book. Joe Matthews, who's yeah, just very, a heck of a guy. So make sure they do their homework. Uh, make sure they find something that plays to their skill set, matches their lifestyle, and helps them achieve goals. Because I find a lot of people immediately get focused on you know, I like tacos, so I think I'll buy a Taco John's franchise right. or whatever it might be. And that's their first gut reaction. 
and, and they need to figure out, you know, how do I want my life to look? And so if I like my nights and weekends, maybe I don't want retail. Maybe I want a home service business. So they got to think about that. Don't get too hung up on franchise agreements and contracts and legalese. At the end of the day, it truly is about partnering with good people. Uh, that's what we look for, and that's what the franchisees should be looking for. Uh, so I'd encourage people to make sure they talk with um, others in the franchise organization. Right. Go attend a discovery day. I mean, you've you got to kind of touch and feel these people to make sure you're partnering up with good people. Absolutely. Uh, make sure they're adequately funded. And then, as we've already discussed, make sure they work their tail off that first year or two uh, to make sure that they increase the odds of success. Right, right. So that's really, uh, you know, sticking with being an entrepreneur, some of the characteristics. I guess those are some of the main points then. Just do your homework, uh, you know, be funded, of course, and, uh, uh, you know, just uh, just do what you can. Right, yeah, and work hard, yeah. Absolutely. What are the future plans of Service Brands International, Rob? You kind of hinted at a couple of things in the future, but you know, what are you guys looking to do? Well, we're hoping to conquer the world. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. After that, um, well, we want to focus on other brands. I mean, we want to focus on our existing brands, our existing franchisees. The way we're set up internally is each brand has its own president. Each brand has its own operating uh, support group and training group and marketing group. So we never lose focus of our existing franchisees or our existing brands. We're always building those. But if you look at the service brands picture, we will be expanding. Uh, I can't speak for David, but you know we're looking to probably expand maybe one concept every 18 to 24 months. Uh, we'd like that to remain in the home services category. We probably won't dabble in retail. Right. We just think we found a real strong niche here and... And we kind of want to uh, to mine this vein for a long time. Right. So the next goal is to reach a billion dollars in total consumer sales. I think we're up around 300 million right now, and and we're growing rapidly. We've never grown faster in our history, and all brands are experiencing double-digit growth rates. So, okay, great. Things are going well so far. And all the uh, opportunities are all reasonable investment sizes, so that's always helpful. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's going to range anywhere from fifty to sixty thousand uh, dollars for a dry clean and ducts, up to somewhere around one hundred and ten to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars when you talk about handyman and, and Molly made. Right, that's right, great. So in the franchise world, I I think that's pretty reasonable. Absolutely, I would agree with that. What's the best way to get in touch with you, Rob? Is it to go to the website, go to servicebrands.com, or? Yeah, if people go to servicebrands.com. Uh, they will see all of our brands listed there, and so they can click and check us out, and they can uh, request more information. Uh, we've got a couple dedicated folks that will talk with people that come in through those websites. Okay, great. Uh, if you'd like a phone number, I can give that out as sure. well. That would be great. All right, it's our home office phone number here is 888 that's fantastic. And we have links all over the show page as well, Rob, uh, to, you know, get in touch with it. Molly Mays or Mr. Handyman or 1-800-DRY-CLEANER, Ducks. So it's all over there as well. So, you know, our listeners can also easily access those web pages. Uh, Terrific. But I want to thank you, Rob. You've been a fantastic guest, and we're going to have to eventually have you back because I still think there's more to talk about with you guys. Well, I, I greatly appreciate the opportunity. I think you guys have uh, done a heck of a job with this program, so keep up the good work. Thanks, Thank Rob. You, Rob. We'll be talking right. to you soon, Rob. Take care, guys. Have a great day today. Thanks, Rob. Bye-bye. Take care.
Don, it was a great show. Yeah, there's so much to talk about. You know, it's a great yeah. franchise, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I uh, I think he's right about having that niche in service industries, uh, you know, services that people need nationwide. Again, his number is 888-700-6177. Okay. Like you said, it's on the website, uh, the show page, and um, also franchiseinterviews.com. Absolutely. And they have a really uh, neat corporate culture as well, too. You know, it seems like, as you said, they're just a nice bunch of guys at service brands, you know. It's uh Right. Really good bunch over there. So, so great show again, Don. Another great show. Next week we have uh, Garlic Gyms. And, uh, you know, again, for our listeners, go to the website, franchiseinterviews.com. You can get some inside tips on that UFOC agreement. Um, continue to subscribe to our newsletter if you're just listening for the first time. And, uh, again, I guess we'll see you next week, Don, for another yeah, great show. People, to, uh, people go back listen to some prior interviews. We're, Absolutely. All the interviews are archived. Absolutely. So you can continue to go back and listen as many times as you like. So, yeah. But yeah, fantastic show, Don. And uh, I guess we'll be talking next week. Okay. Good, Marty. Have a good day. Thanks, Don. You too. Have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.